Sisters and brothers of our Lord Jesus Christ, where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, and from Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. People sometimes ask me, you know, where, uh, why it is that I go to the Psalms for leading pastoral prayers. And there's a number of reasons for that. But one of those, one of the reasons is that by praying the Psalms, I'm reminded that the, that our life with Christ is corporate. The life of the church is corporate. Our ancestors are not those people held at a distance, but as something different. Instead, in Christ, they are brought near to us and we are brought near to them. That is why, for example, in baptism, we talk about um, the Israelites crossing the Red Sea and Noah being rescued from the flood, not as some distant past, but as a present reality that's important for our redemption now. Now, this corporate nature of our life as God's people is also true when it comes to sin. In the Psalms, for example, we encounter multiple Psalms that conf where confession is centered around this corporate nature of sin. An example of this is found in Psalm 106. It is a prayer of confession written and prayed by God's post-exilic people. What I find what I find challenging in the psalm is that it is that those post-exilic people are confessing the sins of their ancestors as if they are the ones, the present people, are the ones who rebelled against God in the wilderness, who sacrificed to the golden calf and to Baal. The corporate connection between those present post-exilic people with the sins of their ancestors is made most clearly in verse six. Listen to this repetition of the connection when they say, we have sinned even as our ancestors did. We have done wrong and acted wickedly. But that translation lacks a little bit of the gut punch that I think is intended with this literal reading of that of the original language. Listen to this more literal rendering of the verse. We have sinned in the sinning of our ancestors. Now this corporate nature of sin is a little hard. It's very hard for us modern people to accept. I hear people resist it most often when we talk about the sin of racism in the church. But corporate sin, understanding corporate sin is part of a robust biblical faith. Indeed, many scholars have recognized that when Paul talks about how great our sin and misery are in Romans 1, 18 to 32, he is drawing from this idea of corporate sin found in Psalm 106. But friends, the good news is this, that this corporate nature of our life with Christ doesn't end with our sin. In fact, it is key for understanding how God saves us. In the psalm, for example, salvation comes to God, to his covenant community, through a single intercessor. From our vantage point, we recognize that that intercessor named in the psalm points us ahead to the work of Jesus Christ. 
It is through the intercessor that God saves his covenant community, his covenant people. And so confessing and repenting our corporate sin and misery is the first step in knowing, living and dying in the joy and comfort of what it means to belong to the covenant community of Jesus Christ. And now may the peace of Christ go with you wherever you may be. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you in the storm. May he fill you with thanksgiving at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring us all home rejoicing face to face again once more. Go in peace.